0: All right, hey gang, welcome back to my channel. Be sure to like and subscribe if you enjoy this video, and we're going to get on with our first video of Core 2, Factors Affecting Performance. So the critical question for this video, or for this section of Core 2, is how does training affect performance? So what are the things that athletes do in their training time, so not game time, but training time, to improve their ability to then play in their game or their chosen event? The first dot point we're looking at today is looking at energy systems, and there are three of them that we will go through. With these dot points, you need to analyze each of the energy systems that we go through, exploring the following, source of fuel, the efficiency of ATP production, the duration the system can operate, the cause of fatigue, the byproducts from that energy system, and the process and rate of recovery. Now, that is a lot of information to remember. Um, So I am gonna sort of do it up in a table. Uh, And then most questions you actually get on this dot point in your HSC exam will actually be in multiple choice. So um, you've just gotta basically pick the right bit of information that relates to the event. There are some short answer questions um, related to this as well, but we will go through them in class. It's not very hard at all. Okay, let's get to it. The first thing before we go actually to cover the three energy systems is this important point which you need to understand. The three energy systems do not operate independently, okay? All three will always contribute to whatever you're doing However, there will always be one energy system that is dominant, okay, or the predominant energy system in this activity. So you need to get used to using the word dominant predominantly, um, because when you write about this in your exam, they're the types of things that you'll need to talk about, okay? You can't just say that this sport uses this energy system, because that's wrong, because whatever it is, we'll use all three, otherwise you'll die. I like saying that, it's good. Okay, now let's get into it. Okay, so our first energy system we're gonna cover um, in this video is the a acid system or the ATP slash PC system, okay? So this system is used in explosiveness, all right? So when you need to go from zero to 100, all right? So anything that you're doing, so like right now all of the movement that I'm doing, I'm not using this system at all, okay? Um, however, if I, that little jump I just did, used a little bit of that system, okay? Interesting. So the source of fuel for the system is what we call phosphate creatine, or PC. Okay, and it is stored in skeletal muscle. So all of your skeletal muscle around your body has um, phosphate creatine stores, and it holds onto it, and holds onto enough phosphate creatine um, so that in the in the account that you need to do some maximal type of stuff. Okay, so imagine like caveman times, you are running away from a dinosaur. You've got about eight to twelve seconds in each of your muscles. And once that's exhausted, you're done. And then you slow down to, but we'll get onto that in a minute. So the efficiency of the ATP production. So basically ATP is energy. So whether you're using the ATP PC system, the second system or the third system, which we'll go through in a minute, all you are doing is creating energy for you to then use to make movement. Um, And the energy is called ATP. So that is going to be the same across all three systems. So don't get confused because this is called the ATP-PC system. Don't just think it's the only system that makes ATP because that's wrong. They all make ATP, which is that this one makes ATP from PC. So the efficiency of energy production is that it's instant. okay? Because you've got the stores sitting there ready to go, they can be used at any time. But because they are instant, they are in very limited supply and it is only used with explosive type movements. So the duration of the system, if you went all out, all out, Eight to 12 seconds and you're done okay um, so when i say eight to 12 seconds it's like eight seconds for 99 of the population and it's 12 seconds if you're like a super elite athlete and you've done heaps and heaps of training to try and improve your atp pc system so all you're really getting is like a four second advantage there um, which doesn't sound like a lot but if you look at events that last 12 seconds and under those extra two or three seconds can be major 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 so Cause of fatigue in the ATP PC system is that the phosphocreatine stores are simply exhausted. they run out, okay? So let's say, um, I don't know, I'm doing bicep curls. My bicep has X amount of um, phosphocreatine in it. So as I start contracting as, as like maximally as I can, my phosphocreatine stores are used to improve the energy um, being utilized from my bicep. And after about eight to 12 seconds of curls, my body will be like i can't do this anymore this is too hard and will shift gears so to speak and we'll talk about that when we get to the next energy system the byproducts created so when we create energy in the body we always create heat okay because it's like a little explosive it's like a fire in a in a train okay so but other than heat with the atpp system there is no byproducts so that's a good thing all right so the body doesn't have to work very hard to um, you know recover from it and because of that, the process and rate of recovery, it only takes two to five minutes for full recovery of your ATPPC system. So you could go to the top oval, do a full out sprint 100 meters, you feel really tired, your legs might be a little tired, your heart's like beating out of your chest and you feel like you're gonna die. Within two to five minutes, you will have all of your ATP-PC back in all of the muscles that you just used to sprint and you can do it again. So that's good. Now the process of recovery, this is a little bit tricky. Um, generally you don't get asked questions on it, but you do need to understand it. So You've got ATP, so that's energy. When you use this system, what's happening is you've got adenosine triphosphate. Okay, so what that is, it's an adenosine molecule, and then you get three phosphate, so triphosphate. You get three phosphate molecules attached to it. So that's energy. When we use the ATP PC system, what we're doing is we, well, when you use any system really, you break off a phosphate chain. Okay, like that. And by simply breaking that, that chemical reaction is what creates energy. That gives you the go, so to speak. But This then becomes adenosine diphosphate. In your muscles, I explained already that you have basically a limited stores of phosphate creatine. So you can think of um, a little tank. Okay, it's got phosphate creatine just sitting there. Okay, a whole bunch of phosphate molecules. So as you create energy using the ATP-PC system in those explosive movements, your little tank in each of your skeletal muscles will put a P right back there. So we've got ATP again, we can go again, and we can go again, and we can go again, but eventually your tank runs out and you're done. Once your tank's completely empty, you wait the two to five minutes and that tank will slowly fill back up again. Examples of things that you would do that use your ATP PC system predominantly or dominantly like I talked at the start of this video, so striking a ball. So if I'm just standing here and I wind my leg back and then I kick a ball as hard as I can, that contractile force, okay, through my quadriceps, my hamstrings and my calves would use ATP PC. Now you think about it, striking a ball only takes a second, okay? So you've got plenty of ATP PC to constantly use that, but you don't just use that when you play soccer, for example. Maximal lifting, so like one repetition maximum lifting, so think of like power lifters, weight lifters, Olympic weight lifters, things like that. So when they do their lifts, they're m- m- dominantly using or predominantly using the ATP PC system. And sprinters, so if you go all out, like Usain Bolt, 0 to 100, you are going to predominantly use your ATP PC system. Cool, that's our first one. okay so our second energy system we're looking at is the lactic acid system okay so the source of fuel for this one is glycogen now you should be familiar with glycogen glycogen is what your body basically takes from carbohydrates so glycogen is stored in our skeletal muscles but it's also floating around in our bloodstream depending on what we've eaten okay um, there is a lot of glycogen in your body generally there's about 300 to 400 grams of glycogen at any one time um, so there is more than enough glycogen to provide energy for the lactic acid system. Glycogen is not a limiting factor here and I'll get through that in a minute. So the efficiency of ATP production, so it is quite fast. Okay, It's not instant like the um, ATP PC system. Okay, It does take a little bit of time um, to wind up, but in saying that it does provide um, energy pretty uh, instantaneously, well not instantaneously, pretty quickly. So the duration system is up to three minutes. So if you imagine our um, ATP PC system was 8 to 12 seconds. Sex, all right. Then we move into our lactic acid system which is from, you know, that time to 3 minutes providing you're going at maximal effort. So if if I just like went out to the highway and I just started sprinting as hard as I could, okay? For the first eight to twelve seconds you would use your lactic um, your ATP PC system. After that, your body would be like, I don't have any ATP PC left in my legs, so I'm going to shift down gears to my lactic acid system. So then for the next, you know, from 12 seconds to three minutes time I would be using my lactic acid system so you'll notice you'll start to slow down you'll go a little bit slower because you can't provide energy as quickly as the ATP PC PC system but you may not be able to jog yet like you're not at the point where you're like oh I'm just sort of like jogging along now so you don't just go from sprint to slow jog okay there is that transition period in between in which you're using this energy system providing you're going maximal effort So the cause of fatigue in this system is, like I said, it's not glycogen. It's actually the buildup of lactic acid, which reduces the pH in our muscle cells. So you may have heard the term, feel the burn. If you are doing something repetitive over and over and over again, okay, like like a cycling um, on like a stationary bike, but you crank the resistance up. Okay, so after, you know, after 12 seconds or so, you'll start to accumulate um, lactic acid in that muscle cell. And then after a period of time, it will become extremely discomforting, okay? You'll feel a burning sensation and what happens is because the pH in your cells starts to become acidic, that's what actually causes your body. It sends a signal to your brain saying, stop, I can't do this anymore, it hurts too much. So that's the actual cause of fatigue in the system. Now the byproducts created, so once again, you've got heat, um, because you've always got heat. I should write that, heat, okay? But you've also got this pyruvic lactic acid thing going on, all right? So when you create energy um, with this system, you leave behind um, pyruvic and lactic acid in the muscle cell. Now, lactate can actually be a good thing because it goes back to the liver, gets resynthesized, and then can be used for energy again. But basically, that leftover acid in your cell is causing the fatigue and we need to get rid of that. And you only do that through time, so filtering blood through. So the process of rate of recovery. So if you um, did a short bout, it can take up about 30 minutes, upwards of two hours if you completely exhausted your, um, or if you completely like just wrecked your muscles full of lactic acid, it can take a long time for that to dissipate. Sped up with um, active recovery. All right, so active recovery can make that go a little bit faster because you're promoting blood flow through the muscle, therefore you're removing the acidic parts faster so examples so let's say you are a a soccer player and you're just you're just going to do a run across the field so it's not like a slow jog you're trying to get there fast but you're not necessarily at a sprint pace so what you do is like you you'll run pretty fast and then if you see the ball or you see a defender coming then you might gear up into a sprint so that quick run that you're doing in between a jog and a sprint could be using our lactic acid system If you're doing like a high repetition set, so think of like a set of bicep curls, we'll do that again, but instead of doing like a one rep maximum lift or I'm doing like, you know, a a short amount of bicep curls at maximal effort, I'm doing like 15 to 30 repetitions, okay? Um, That can take, you know, upwards of a minute or two minutes, whatever, depending on how many reps you're doing and then you'll start to feel that burning sensation. The burn is a dead giveaway that you're using the lactic acid system. So rowers would um, use the lactic acid in fair amount, okay? Because their constant contractile motion of their backs, okay? Gets filled with lactic acid. Cyclists, the same thing with their legs. um, And then like short distance runners, so 200 meter to 800 meter runners, um, obviously they'll be using the ATP PC system first, or, and then they'll kick into the lactic acid system. Now, interestingly enough, before I go into the next energy system, you'll notice that both of these sources of fuel hasn't used oxygen. So the ATP-PC system was just phosphocreatine, the lactic acid system was just glycogen, and neither of them use oxygen. So when an energy system, so when those two energy systems that we've just covered don't use oxygen, they are called anaerobic, which means without oxygen. The next energy system is actually called the aerobic energy system, and guess what? It uses oxygen, so therefore it is aerobic. But I do need you to make note that the ATP PC system and the lactic acid system are both classed as anaerobic. And let's get into the last one. All right, so our last system that we're covering today is the aerobic system. So this one does use oxygen. So the source of fuel is glycogen. So remember I said you've got all that glycogen in your body. You don't use a whole lot when you use the lactic acid system. The rest of it is used for the aerobic system. But to use that oxygen, to use that glycogen, we also need oxygen. So, what that if effectively means is that the ATP PC system and the lactic acid system can produce ATP without you needing to breathe. Now, obviously, you need to breathe to survive because remember the energy systems don't run independently. So, while your sporting event may just be using ATP PC, the rest of your body systems are still using the aerobic system so i'm using the aerobic system right now use the aerobic system right now watching this video um, and you use it while you sleep it's just this is the one that's running all the time okay if this one stops you stop permanently so the efficiency of the atp production is it's it's still quite efficient but it's just lower than the other two okay it does it takes a little while um, to create the energy but the duration of the system is indefinite, okay? It's indefinite because it will continue to run until you um, die, basically. However, in saying that, there is a significant performance decrease when your body actually runs out of glycogen. So you always have oxygen, providing you're on earth, but you may run out of glycogen depending on how much um, glycogen stores you have in your body. That usually happens at around 60 minutes time um, for an elite athlete. And what that's called is it's hitting the wall, okay? You may have heard that reference before. So a marathon runner is very, very um, common occurrence. They will run, 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 and in about 60 minutes time, you will see their, their pace significantly decrease, okay? Because at that point, their glycogen stores have been exhausted and they're having to basically drip, get the glycogen from their bloodstream as opposed to what's in their muscles, which takes a lot longer, okay? So it can still run, but there is a decrease in performance there. So the cause of fatigue with our aerobic system is that there are a lack of nutrients available to create ATP efficiently as required. All right. So basically you can sit on your butt all day and watch Netflix and you'll have enough aerobic energy system substrate in your body to do that like for a very long time. However, when you start exercising, you know that your skeletal muscles are needing ATP to contract. Eventually what happens is that The need for your muscles to contract outweighs the amount of glycogen and oxygen that are available and therefore you tire and you stop. When we create ATP using the aerobic system there are a few things that that come from byproducts so obviously heat, carbon, carbon is made Okay, and you know how do we get rid of carbon in in the body? Well we um, breathe it out, carbon dioxide and hydrogen and how do we get rid of hydrogen in the body okay hydrogen binds and therefore we sweat it out so these byproducts are um, pretty easily removed from the body which is good now the process and ready recovery for our aerobic system is that providing you have a good post-exercise meal like a good refeed um, 24 to 48 hours so you need to obviously replenish all of the um you need to re- replenish your water jeez why am i why am I struggling with that, you need to replenish your fluids to make sure that you've got enough there and then you also need to replenish all your carbohydrate stores and then after that your body just needs 24 to 48 hours rest before it should be able to perform at maximum level again. If you're not eating correctly post-workout and the following meals after your event uh, then you know the rate of recovery can take a fair amount of time. Examples for the aerobic energy system you've got just general movement. So this whole time I've been using my aerobic energy systems when I did a little jump before and a little kick, uh, marathon runners will predominantly use the aerobic energy system. So they will, cause their event is so long, um, they will use the aerobic system majority of the time. They then may kick into their lactic acid system if they're running up a hill and all they may do like use a little bit of ATP PC for like a sprint start or a sprint finish. So you can see how the, um, Energy systems can all interplay with each other, and basically any event of long duration is going to predominantly use the energy system. So the last thing I want to do is draw a little um, a graph on the board, and I want you all to copy it down in your book to help you to help illustrate how this all looks. Okay, so I've got two different events here just to hopefully illustrate. Now, I know that graphs are really hard and some people are like, I can't read graphs. Well, guess what? In your HSC, you often get asked about five or six different questions asking you to interpret a graph, so get used to it, all right? 1500 meter runner. Okay, so this event generally takes around three minutes. How did the energy system breakdown look for this athlete? Okay, so first of all, um, so on the side here is like the amount of the energy system being used and then down the bottom, I've got minutes. So let's look, pink is ATP PC system. So we start the event, we're utilizing a high amount of our ATP PC system because we're gonna try and get off to a good start. So we're sprint start and then after, you know, 10 seconds into the event, we, stop, we pretty much stop using our ATP PC system. Now, because it is about a three minute event, we're then going to start using our electric gas system pretty quickly. And this is going to be the majority of the energy system used for this event, okay? However, As the duration of the event goes on and on and on, you'll start to see the aerobic system contribute more and more and more and more. And then if this went onwards, let's say it was a 5K runner, okay? You would then consider it, keep seeing it go up and up and up and up and up and up. Okay? So that's how a 1500 meter runner would use their different systems. Oh, the last thing I forgot to mention, is that right at the end of the race here for a sprint finish, they use a little bit of the ATP PC system again, just to get them over the line, that little jump forward. Now soccer player, soccer players are very erratic, okay, depending on what's going on, they may have a very boring position on the field, they may have a very active position on the field. So start of the soccer match, I've only got like 40 minutes here, I know, so I should have made it 45, but whatever. Start, uh, start of the event, they're using all of their aerobic system because they're not doing anything, they're just standing around, like walking around, making sure they're in the back play in good position, and then all of a sudden something happens. Okay, Either the ball comes to them, or they have to be a defender or a tackle. So they instantly kick into their ATP PC system. It skyrockets up. Either side of the ATP PC, because they're starting to anticipate what's happening, they started to run a bit faster. So they're using the lactic acid system. And then after that thing that happens on the field, where they were needed to be like explosive for like that 10 or 20 seconds time, they then start chilling out again. So it's all back up to aerobic system, and the other two systems drop down again then something else happens, which is exciting. And then nothing happens. And then something happens and nothing happens. Something happens and nothing happens. It actually just sounds like soccer in general. Something happens and then nothing happens. I freaking hate soccer. Sorry guys. Uh, and that's basically how a soccer player would play out their match using their energy systems. So remember that our first two are anaerobic. Our last one is aerobic. And that covers the three energy systems that you need to know for Core 2 Factors of Vector Performance. Thanks, buddy.